0: You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio with AJ Vickery. Andy is uh, taking the weekend off. Maybe he's getting his Halloween on. I guess I'm uh, in charge of the the color then. The color, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is uh, Halloween weekend here. Uh, We've got a great show for you today. We'll be uh, talking in a little while uh, about a cool new uh, Sony stereo system for cars. The latest and greatest uh, in uh, technology. Of course, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions as well. Some interesting stuff in the news this week, though, AJ. And I don't know if you knew this, but uh, six years ago this week, so back in 2009, Google released Google Maps for Android 2.0. So this is the Google Maps app for Android phones that had free GPS and turn-by-turn directions. Yes. Yes. Game changer. Game changer. Up until that point, if you wanted GPS, uh, you either a had to buy like a dedicated uh, GPS device, like a TomTom or a Garmin or a Magellan, and uh, these were little handheld devices that uh, you could either take with you on the go or put in your car and put in the directions where you wanted to go, and it would give you turn by turn directions. And
1: a lot of people actually
0: uh, who had those devices years ago would still have them today because Um, they still work. They still work. And so they were great, uh, but they cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Sure. Uh, or another way to go was uh, at the time, smartphones did have that capability to have turn-by-turn directions, but you had to pay a monthly subscription charge, That's anywhere right. from ten to twenty bucks a month, depending who you went with. Yeah. So Google essentially put a bullet into that whole business model.
1: Yeah, in a short period of time, just another example of how uh, a change in the uh, ch- technology landscape landscape can completely change uh, the business model for a lot of the players that are out there. I mean, let's face it, the Google Map um, direction system, whether you're taking transit, whether you're walking, whether you're driving your car, is a phenomenal tool uh, on any smartphone and is really the, the go-to uh, tool for navigating around.
0: It's hard to imagine not having that on your smartphone anymore, yeah. and it's hard to imagine even having to pay for it yeah. like we did in the not-so-distant past. And now, because it's such a
1: crowd-used um, system, uh, you get just fantastic traffic updates as well. So you'll actually get information about your route and whether or not there's like congestion in the road ahead and why you're traveling and it'll make recommendations on bypass routes and it's just like, it's a very sophisticated using it for transit. It'll tell you when the next bus is coming uh, on your route. And so you
0: can sort of like quicken your pace or stop and pick up a Starbucks. So as you can imagine, uh, the, the guys that were in that game before the Tom Toms and, uh, the Garmins and Magellans, um, their business models have changed dramatically, yes you know whereas uh, you know they 'd be making hundreds of millions of dollars a year it's it 's a fraction of that now because because of this, so they 've had to diversify into. Other types of devices and, and services as well. A lot of them are actually selling their services to like the Apples yep. and the Googles of the world now. Yeah. And,
1: uh, you know, I mean, think, thinking of Garmin, uh, recently I had a chance to check out um, one of their new wearable devices, the Garmin Watch, which I thought was fantastic. Like they did an excellent job putting it together.
0: Again, here comes Apple <laughs> Watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny uh, a couple of years ago, as, uh, you know, we we're down at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, in, and you know, we, we interviewed tons of people down there, like all the different tech companies. And I remember um, one of them coming in. I won't say which GPS company, um, but they came in with their devices. Uh, you know these new GPS handheld devices that are awesome. And you know it just it smelled like despair and sadness, mm. really, because their their day in the sun was over. Yeah. Really, yeah. But times change. Also in the news, uh, I know a lot of uh, Apple users, iPhone users, uh, have been waiting for Apple Pay. Mm -hmm. And Apple Pay is uh, Apple's, I guess, transaction service for the newer iPhones, like the iPhone 6 and the 6S, and their larger cousins uh, as well. And again, the idea is that Apple uh, wants to transform your phone into a digital wallet, so you don't have to carry your debit or credit card anymore. Mm. So they've launched that down in the States already, and essentially, once you've got your iPhone, you load up the uh, app, you can scan all your credit cards and debit cards. And when you go into a retailer or a restaurant, coffee shop, those ones that are participating, and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. you can basically just put your phone near the, uh, the credit terminal there and it just wirelessly, automatically takes the money.
1: Something we're all very excited about. I am. Especially as the Apple Pay starts to extend out to some of the other Apple devices as well.
0: So the challenge here is in Canada... A little road uh, bump. Sorry, a little. (laughs) So the challenge is, um, unlike the U.S., uh, we have six major banks that really control everything, for better or for worse. Uh, Down in the U.S., huge amounts of competition down there. They have hundreds of banks. Uh, It's not the same as Canada, and as you can imagine, the Canadian banks aren't excited about. Uh, Apple Pay.
1: Or maybe they are excited, but they just haven't quite got on board yet. (laughs) (laughs) No.
0: So what Apple has done down in the US, they've actually negotiated transaction rates with a lot of the banks and credit card companies down there. I forget, it's like 0.15% per transaction. So I mean, less than a cent uh, per transaction. Um, But up here in Canada, they don't want that. So Apple is going to be rolling out apparently Apple Pay, uh, they say in November, from what I've read, but it's only going to be working with American Express at first. For all
1: you Canadians who have an American, American Express card. <laughs> <you>
0: can... <laughs> yeah, which isn't a huge portion of the population, no. really. Most people have visas and MasterCards and, of course, bank cards. Well,
1: and participating retailers as well would also have to accept American Express, which isn't always the case.
0: No. So I think we're still going to have to wait a while for the uh, the smartphone digital wallet to become a reality here in Canada. Uh, I, I wish these guys would all kind of get together and uh, get their act together and come up with uh, some standards so everyone could play nicely together, but it looks like uh, I think it'll be a little while. Are you excited about it? Oh, I think it's... Well, well okay.
1: <laughs> I am an Android user like Andy. Yes. So I'm here to represent the Android faction. of. The, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I... I'm excited about the idea of paying with the smartphones, but yeah. unfortunately I will not be an Apple Pay. I know, user. but
0: Google has their yes. system as well, but that's not fully ruled out. Yeah, I think either. I
1: think it's a, it's a we're, we're, yeah, especially here in Canada, obviously it's still in kind of in the early adopter phase, but uh, I think it's inevitable that we're going to be using, uh, the only thing you need to walk out of the house with is going to be your
0: smartphone. Speaking of smartphones, uh, Apple released their quarterly, quarterly results uh, this week as well. Uh, and they sold a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, billions of dollars in revenue, I think like 53 billion. They sold 48 million iPhones in three months. Amazing. AJ, 48 million. Uh, China, one of their biggest uh, countries now. Uh, as you can imagine, it's huge population over there. Um, they also announced, which was interesting, uh, Apple Watch revenues. They still won't disclose how many they've sold. Uh, but they say it's about one point seven billion dollars in apple revenue Wow that's a lot, yeah, so I know a lot of people are kind of uh on the fence about not not just Apple watches but smart watches in general um but that that is a lot of money. No, there's it, a, clearly people are buying them. People are
1: buying them, and you know I don't think it's the worst idea to kind of like sit out first gen when it when it comes to any sort of new device, and Apple, you know, included with that. Uh, but if you want to be a part of the hype and enjoy the the sort of like the early excitement of these things, you you need to jump in, and clearly people are, and they're they're beautiful watches. I see one. You're sporting one on your wrist well, right I've now. Been,
0: I've been wearing the Apple Watch uh, for a few weeks now. Um, I haven't worn a watch for. 25 years. Mm -hmm. And so this is kind of a new thing for me to even wear a watch. Uh, But I'm starting to appreciate some of the the functions of it, like being able to tell the time, yeah. <laughs> which is actually kind of cool without having to take your phone out of your pocket. But uh, you know, there's other things. It actually sets uh, activity goals for me mm-hmm. on a daily basis. It, it's, it tells me how many hours I should be standing and how many hours I should actually have some more vigorous activity. And it gives me little alerts when I'm getting close, mm-hmm. which I think is cool because it's got the heart rate monitor and activity monitor built into the watch. Yep. And there's other little things as well. I use that um, pay by phone app, here, oh, yes, yes. Uh, where you can basically use your smartphone and the app uh, to park at any meter or most of the parking lots here yeah. in Metro Vancouver. And so now my notifications when I'm about to run out of time and pretty soon get a ticket yeah. come up on my watch, Yeah, which I love.
1: That's fantastic.
0: And I also have a new transit app as well because a lot of times uh, I'll take the train and, and bus in from uh, White Rock. Uh, it gives me the directions and when the next bus is coming right on my watch. Yeah, so super cool. Yeah. You,
1: you, use, you don't use, have to dig, you don't have to dig your phone out of your no. backpack, your wallet. Or could could I dig my phone out? Yes, sure, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but you you've been using a smartwatch too. Which one?
1: I have. I was I've been using the uh, LG watch, and um, I have been. Uh, honestly really enjoying wearing the watch it all the note for me it's been all the notifications the text messages the emails like all those things that quickly just come to your wrist you can quickly just scroll through them check them out um and then if you feel like you need to respond or do anything more significant with the message pull out your phone and read it but at a quick glance it's great my biggest problem battery yeah you my, know if i don't charge that that watch every day is dead I'm not making it through the next day.
0: Yeah. I used to make fun of Andy because he would bring his Motorola watch. And and it would just just be a black screen. Every time it's black. Yeah. It's like he's just wearing a dead watch on his arm. But, yeah, you just got to charge it. Yeah. That's not a hard thing. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from the folks over at Sony about uh, some cool new in-car technology. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected, and Mike Agarbo here with A.J. Vickery. Still got lots of uh, great Get Connectedness in the program. (laughs) Later on, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. And we'll get the app of the week from Christina Stoyanova. So last week, A.J., you actually got to go on a little trip. Yeah, Andy
1: and and I were invited uh, to join uh, the folks at Ford Canada and Sony Canada to take a look at what they actually invited us to the... um, the Sony Center for the Performing Arts, and this place is beautiful. I mean, they've, they, since Sony has gotten in there, they have put, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into the sound system in the place, and they were playing us a few things that was just, like, rocking. It's a beautiful place if you ever get a chance to see anything at that theater. But uh, we were there because Ford uh, has come out with uh, the premium edition of their Explorer, and they have partnered with Sony to put the sound system into the vehicle. And, you know, technology is in the cars now down plain and simple like and we're all excited as technology enthusiasts about the different things that are coming into vehicles and there's all sorts of stuff like the bluetooth connectivity and the mapping and you know the ford has the ford my touch uh, but i thought this was a very cool technology feature where they have basically partnered with sony to take a take a new sound system into the vehicle and so um with that uh, we've got one of the folks from sony joining us on the line today
0: yeah, we've got uh, Tony Cheslick from uh, Sony Automotive. Thanks for joining, joining us today, Tony.
2: Hey, gentlemen. No, thanks for having me. Uh, we're so excited. Sony's so uh, excited to be part of the Platinum Explorer uh, package, and uh, we just think that the, the technology that we're able to bring from our home stereo system uh, adds that, that uh, tech edge that, that consumers are looking for.
1: So now, Tony, I, I sat. Uh, we got a chance to sit down together in the car, and you were sort of taking me through the system. And 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 apart from the fact that you know I had trouble hearing afterwards, or maybe it was the concert that <laughs> that we got to listen yeah, how about, afterwards.
2: How about that concert, magic and concert there at the Sony Center in Toronto. That
1: was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool uh, addition to uh, showing us the tech in the car. But you know, walk us through this. So so and, and I'm glad you mentioned the home um, theater system because that's really what it is. This is taking like premium home theater entertainment and figuring out a way uh, to put it into a vehicle.
2: Exactly. You know, people are are paying high dollars for their vehicles nowadays, and they're expecting to take the creature comforts of home and uh, introducing them uh, into the vehicle experience. So uh, for the first time ever in the Platinum Explorer, uh, we're introducing our two technologies called ClearFace and Live Acoustics.
1: So... uh uh, so, what you, I mean, might as well walk us through that because that's what I thought was really interesting is that the, the, the difference in those two essentially systems or ways of listening to music. And they're both, um, you, you guys had actually put together soundtracks from different artists to really show why you'd want to have those. What, tell us about ClearFace.
2: Yeah, so ClearFace is a technology um, that eliminates sound dispersion. And it allows our sound engineers to tune the vehicle exactly as the artist intended. So it gives you crystal clear uh, quality sound. It pulls your soundstage front and center as if the the uh, vocalist is sitting right on your dash. And uh, the premium uh, components of the uh, 2016 Platinum Explorer gives us a perfect environment uh, to to give that sound quality that we're looking to reproduce.
1: And you're, you're a music guy. Like that's one of the things I thought was cool when I was chatting with you is you just like, you love, you love music. Um, I'm a rock and roll guy. You're a rock I and am. roll man. <laughs> right. uh, and then,
2: so exactly.
1: And you had some tracks. So, so, so just for, just to walk us through that, like, like what are examples of the types of music that, that really artists would want you to hear in that way?
2: I mean, it, it, it's basically all genres uh, would be suitable for for that clear phase. Um, it, it just it, it separates all the instrumentation. Uh, you've got your your high hats of, of the percussion are so sharp and, and crystal clear. Um, the vocals are front and center. Uh, for example, the rhythm guitar it doesn't meld at all with with the vocals. The bass track stays nice and clean. Um, our, our system uh, features a 8 inch subwoofer driver in a 12 liter enclosure gives you very tight bass response um, for, for really all, all genres of music
1: you know it's cool because so, um, before we talk about the the live acoustic technology um Sony and Ford had actually arranged for a Magic, which is a huge Canadian band. Um, I see your daughter's in the studio with us today. She probably knows them, uh, but uh, but anyway, they the artist came out and actually talked to us, and, and it was a really cool conversation because in most technology briefings we get a lot of like the product managers kind of like saying features and benefits but this was the band actually talking to us about the fact that like when they design music they meant it to be heard in a certain way and for all those people out there who are audiophiles they really do think about when they're setting up their speaker systems having uh, that that environment and I think that was what was cool for us is understanding these, these different ranges and these highs and lows and being able to hear certain instruments that usually kind of just get all rammed in together, and I think that's really what I thought was cool about the tech built in here, is that it was um, delivering that, that all those sounds.
2: Yeah, it was it was pretty cool how the lead guitar player from Magic got up there and said, yeah, when when they come out of the studio with a track, the first thing they do is run out to the vehicle to get a true sense of what yeah. their recording sounds like. <laughs>
1: totally, that was cool.
2: You, you could throw it in a high-end home system, and even uh, a cruddy uh, recording will sound decent. But you go out to a, a car stereo where you're limited by, by the amount of power and the amount of speakers and stuff like that, and it, it's going to give you a true feel for what, what you're really going to hear and what, what most people are going to be listening to when they're on the road.
1: Tony, we got uh, a quick, we got about a minute left. Can you just tell us about the live acoustic technology as well? That was the second part to the system.
2: Yeah, so live acoustics is a technology where one of my colleagues, Goro Shiryashi-san, went around to concert halls all over the world he took acoustical measurements and created an algorithm that reproduces a sound as if you're sitting in this concert hall yourself. So you're able to sit in the 2016 Platinum Explorer, and uh, like you heard there firsthand, AJ, uh, in the Sony Center, we can take take that, that sound and... And reproduce something very similar in, in this vehicle. It's pretty impressive, Mike.
1: You would have loved this. They they played Star Wars theme track for the for with that in that setting, and it
0: just blew your blew our minds. I think I'm just going to park yeah. this in my living room. Yeah, <laughs> Tony. Where can people yeah, so, find out more information?
2: They they can reach me on Twitter, Tony at Sony, and uh, any kind of questions uh, there. Or or, uh, if you feel like you could uh, post my email address, it's anthony.cheslick at am.sony.com.
0: That was Tony Cheslick, the marketing account manager for Sony Automotive. When we come back, we'll be taking your calls, so stay tuned. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Yagerbo here. I've got AJ Vickery in the house. Andy will be back next week. Coming up in a little while, we'll also hear App of the Week from Christina. What we want to do right now is open up the phone lines. If you've got any tech questions for us or want some buying advice for tech gear, big buying season now happening, yes, you can talk to us. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning uh, anywhere in North America, we've got a toll-free number for you as well. That's 1-877-399-9898. So we also Periscope this show, yes. AJ, which is a live video streaming app. From Twitter, and uh, you can actually tune in and see us actually do the show via video. Yep, you can uh, see my Halloween costume. You have the worst Halloween <laughs> costume. So, either through the Periscope iPhone or Android uh, app. You can also see us on your uh, computer, uh, laptop, or desktop. Uh, our handle is at @getcon- Get Connected Now, and if you search for that, uh, you should be able to pull up our Periscope feed. Mm-hmm. So, It's interesting. You know, we get a few hundred people checking it out every uh, radio show, and uh, it's something we're exploring. So other people are trying different things with Periscope as well. A lot of news people are using it for live breaking events. But uh, this week, Thursday night, uh, a horror, I guess a horror movie did a live Periscope broadcast. Yeah. And again, movie. And it's called 15. And what happened, AJ?
1: Well, um yeah, so the the premise of the movie is about a serial killer who goes around um you know killing people but while he he basically broadcasts his heinous crimes uh, live using the Periscope app. Like that's the premise of the movie. Kind of cool for Periscope. So so uh but you know because of this uh rather than debuting the movie just in theaters they also debuted it uh over Periscope. Yes. And uh, which
0: everyone believes is a real life video stream. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and most people that are broadcasting are broadcasting real events. Yes. Whether those are news events or uh, your kid's birthday or like our radio show.
1: Yes. So the, um, uh, it got shut down. Because <laughs> <laughs> people thought it was real. Yeah. They thought it was real. Yeah. I mean, I think this is probably, I don't know for certain, but, you know, one of certainly the first times that a movie has ever broadcast its premiere using Periscope because the idea is it's supposed to be a live kind of broadcast.
0: This almost kind of uh, reminds me of War of the Worlds uh, on the radio when it first broadcast oh, yes. on the radio. And everyone thought yeah, good Earth was yeah. being invaded yeah. by Martians. <laughs> yeah. And so now we have... People are being murdered. Being murdered yeah. and being broadcast on Periscope. yeah Have you seen it? No, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I, I read about it this morning. I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Because, again, when you tune into Periscope, you're expecting to see real-life things. Sure. And so if you're tuning in and watching... What's supposed to be a serial killer murdering people? Yeah. You might be confused. Yes.
1: Which I, people were. They were. Kind of scary when you think about it.
0: It kind of is. Phone lines are open. We're going to take your tech calls and questions. Be your on air tech support. 604 280 9898. We're going to jump here to Phil. Hey, Phil.
2: Good morning, guys. Great show, as always. Thank you. Uh, listen, I've got, I've got a uh, 5.1 surround system, this small poke audio. And um, I'm I'm uh, considering getting uh, one of those sound bars. I was looking at those Sonos. Yes, I'm just wondering what uh, I can't remember my amp, but it's a decent amp. Right, it's a few years old, but I'm just wondering about the process in terms of uh, of getting looking at. it. I mean, are they any good or? You know?
0: I, I I got one myself, Phil, and it yeah. is like. The Best and best things in sliced bread, so you don't need an amplifier for it, it's got that built into it itself. Uh, but uh, hey, no, okay, this
2: you... is not okay, this is not for the Ford, this is just for a home, home, uh, you know, yeah, home theater, stereo. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It is beautiful. What I found would really set it apart is if you pair it with the uh, the Sono subwoofer as well, uh, yeah. and obviously. Uh, Sono stuff isn't cheap. No, uh, yeah. but yeah. I'm telling you, it is beautiful. I've got it in my my front room uh, to one of my televisions there, and the sound coming out of that thing it just fills the room. And with the subwoofer, it is amazing watching movies or any any type of music video as well. Yeah, the, I mean, the one challenge I had with the 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 Sono
1: system was just the um again the price point compared to what other sound bars cost. Yeah. Yeah, about um, a
2: couple grand or something for the uh, just the soundbar. Uh,
1: not a couple grand, but I would say yeah. probably around not 8 8 or 900. 8 or 900 and then if yeah. you get okay. the subwoofer that's another
0: 6 700. 600. Yeah, and then
1: and then if you're trying to do the entire um 5.1 with Sonos. That means you got to put a couple play threes into the picture, um, and then that just goes up from there. So again, you can use your existing sound system uh, with with some of these other components. I think that I think for me the main reason to get the Sonos uh, Play Bar um, is would be because you run Sonos, or you're thinking about running a Sonos system in your home. Yes. You know, I think that would be like the multi-room ma- system. Yeah, the multi-room. Si- well, Sonos, yeah, is basically the multi-room system. So, I, I don't know if I would do it just for the TV set, but if you are thinking about putting a, a a play one in the kitchen or a you know play three in the bedroom upstairs, and you are thinking about kind of creating a multi-sound room, which I which is amazing, then I would definitely say, well, stay stay in the ecosystem and 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 consider doing that for your TV set. But but then if you are just looking for a sound bar, I don't know, like eight hundred dollars, you can get some serious. Sound bars.
0: You could, but I love mine. Yeah. Um, you know, Phil was saying he's got like a five-one surround system going. Yes. I, I don't even know if you need all the extra speakers on that, yeah. really. If you've got the Play Bar and the subwoofer, uh, they've got a new app coming out called uh, True Sound yeah. uh, that will actually calibrate... Each Sonos speaker, whether it's a soundbar or any of the other speakers in other rooms, yeah. uh, to take advantage of all of the acoustics in that specific room, yeah. which are amazing.
1: Based on where you're sitting, if I'm correct. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it knows where you're sitting because you got the app open. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, if you get a chance, Pretty go down to like a, a retailer that actually carries it and it's got it set up. Uh, I, th- I think you'll be impressed with it. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll take uh, more calls. I just want to quickly announce the contest uh, this week. Giving away a Sony PlayStation game for PS4 Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection. If you've ever played this game, this is an amazing collection uh, of uh, a few of them put together, and it's fantastic on the PS4. Enter to win at getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back, more of your calls. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Eggerbo with AJ Vickery here in studio. A little bit, we'll uh, hear App of the Week with Christina. Contest again, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. It's a game for the PlayStation 4. It is all kinds of awesome Hmm. if you're into the PlayStation. Yes. Uh, Uncharted's a great kind of uh, uh, adventure series, and they've remastered it all into this uh, one collection. It is fantastic. If you want a chance to win, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the contest page. We're taking calls, AJ. Yes, we are. We're going to go back to the phone lines here. We're going to talk to Scott. Hey, Scott.
2: Hi, thanks for uh, talking to me. I have a problem uh, with my Nexus 7 tablet. No longer is being seen as a device on neither my PC nor my Mac. It will still charge, and I have erased the device. Still no luck having it seen.
0: So you plug it in, and the computer just doesn't see it.
2: That's right. I get some kind of USB error message in the PC, and and the Mac Android file transfer just says there's no device connected.
0: Crazy. And uh, have you tried a different USB cable? No, I haven't. No. Any other thoughts there, AJ? So he's plugging his uh, tablet into the computer. Yeah. Uh, says it's charging, but it's not recognizing it as a device.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the only things that I've, that I've done before when I've run into problems like this, um, is, you know, going into, you know, some of my system settings and, you know, trying removing, well, first of all, the first thing I always do is just restart the computer all from scratch. It blows me away how many times people just put them to sleep, but never actually do a full reboot in order to sort of just kick out a bunch of the gunk that's, that's causing some issues. But that being said, um, going into the system and looking at like actually I don't necessarily recommend doing this unless you're comfortable with it. But but removing the USB and then letting the system auto detect it again, Mm -hmm. and then and then reconnecting it so that it can find the device. Just because I've had problem with where I've lost uh, the ability to recognize USB connected devices before.
0: Well, it sounds like Scott's tried it on like a Mac and PC, and it's not really clicking in there. So I would check the cable. Yeah, because you'd be surprised at how often cables go bad. Totally. Uh, And other than that, uh, then it's. It would have to be the device, in in some aspect. Right, because
1: he's trying on two different computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think your cable. Hopefully,
1: hopefully Try it's that. the cable. That's <laughs> that a cheap that fix. Would, that That's would a be, cheap be the fix. cheapest. You probably fix do it while here. you're on hold. <laughs> Other than
0: that, uh, you know, you'll have to contact uh, the Google folks to see if they can uh, help you out with that. I'm going to jump here to uh, Michael, who's been waiting patiently on the line. Hey, Michael. Yes. Good morning. I'm trying to clean up my desktop, and I've got several files with zero kilobytes but it won't disappear. Okay, so you're on a Windows desktop, Windows 7? or uh, Windows 10. Windows 10. Hmm. And do you know the name of the files? Uh, it's a document. Document. And so every time you delete it, it doesn't delete?
2: It doesn't delete.
0: Weird. Um, I haven't run into that myself yet on any Windows <laughs> uh, desktop. Uh, any thoughts there, AJ?
1: Well, the only thing is is that sometimes if it thinks the file's in use, it won't let you delete it. Oh. Um, so, so. Again, um, there may be a program that's open and running that was referencing that 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 file at some point that it yeah. thinks it's still in use, so it won't let you actually delete a file that's actually connected to something at the time. So, again, complete restart of the system and then retrying. You'd be surprised at how many times that works. Um, the, what yeah, the, about a
0: system restore? Do you think that might?
1: Uh, I think that might be going a little far, um, personally. But, um,
0: I uh, think a system restore is like a time machine. Yeah. Um, it sets the computer back to a previous date that you know it was working properly. Yeah. So you might try that. doesn't always work with document files. No. Though, but... You know, If nothing else is working, I would see if that's something that... Yeah,
1: yeah and, and honestly, like the the old um, Windows 10, I just was quickly trying to figure out here. Again, I've just loaded Windows 10 as well. We recommend most people do go to Windows 10 because it is free until the end of the year. So you're yeah. getting like a, and it works. a brand new operating system works. that works really quite well. Uh, but about the safe mode boot up, because again, booting up in the safe mode typically with Windows allows you to... Um, not load a lot of applications that may be trying to access those files, and there, therefore, you can um, again delete them because they're not in use.
0: Have you tried Windows 10?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. using it. Yeah, I've, I've, any uh, Windows-based machine that I have, I've upgraded to Windows 10. It's it's not bad. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's fast. Um, uh, they, you know start button's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a normal desktop again. <laughs> it's like a normal desktop again. And you know, uh, actually, I had a chance to sit down and and. Um, Look, uh, I was sitting down with the folks at Microsoft, and I was talking about Windows 10, and we were looking at some of the um, the new Surface, the Surface Book, and the uh, Surface Pro 4. Yeah,
0: you got to see it in person. I did, and cool, very
1: cool. Yeah, no, they've expensive. They it is expensive, but it's a laptop replacement. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. uh, I mean, you know, it's it's to compete against. You know, you you want to upgrade your laptop, and you're going to go to a new laptop. The difference is, is that it does. Detach from the keyboard and become a tablet if you so if you want to use it that way. But it's a full fledged computer and uh, running Windows 10. And um, some of the stuff that's coming out is very cool. I wish they did this five years ago, honestly. And they. It, it, but, uh, but anyway, there's a lot of cool things coming, including the ability to talk to the machine and have it do some significant things like voice dictation. Um, you can search images, like actual pictures. Um, like if there's text in a picture, you can actually, when you're searching for something, it'll bring that that file forward.
0: It'll recognize text in a picture.
1: Text and audio. So the search functionality is amazing. Like if you're in a if you're in a classroom and you're, you're sort of recording all the images or taking pictures of the whiteboards, or if you're in a business meeting, you're doing the same thing, and then you wanted to search your desktop for that file that had like, you know, pyramid in it, it would bring all those files you forward. You were blowing my mind. Yeah, it was very That cool. is awesome. It was a cool demo.
0: And is that going to happen in Windows 10?
1: In Windows 10 and the Surface Book combination together, yeah. I'll
0: have to check that out. When we come back from the break, it's that time of the week. App of the week with Christina. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio, and it's that time of the week. App of the week with Christina. Thanks for coming in. In.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: So what uh, exciting app do you have this week?
3: Uh, well, we're getting into the Halloween spirit today. Uh, awesome. So for parents or grandparents who have dropped the ball this year and didn't acquire a pumpkin in time, it's probably too late now because we had a really hard time finding some for the office this week. Um, but you can solve that problem with an app. Yes. Finding a pumpkin. Well, not finding a pumpkin, but the pumpkin carving. Okay. Uh, so this is a an app called Carve a Pumpkin for iOS. It's free on the App Store. Uh, Basically, it lets kids carve a pumpkin right on iPhone or iPad.
0: That is very cool.
3: Yeah. And it's great because it's safe. No knives. (laughs) I know. (laughs) For the little kids.
0: (laughs) Having uh, three kids myself, they're a little older now. Uh, I remember when they were little, they loved carving pumpkins. And the main reason, they didn't care about the actual, what they were carving. They just wanted the knives to plunge into the pumpkin. (laughs) And I am surprised that there was... Thankfully, no blood or yeah. missing digits along along the way. So this kind of sounds like a fun app.
3: Yeah, it is fun. And also, I mean, once you carve the pumpkin, it's over. That's yeah. it. Uh, whereas with this, you can just keep going. They can keep being creative and um, have fun with it multiple times.
0: It's cool. Can they share it?
3: Yeah, you can actually add little messages and share it on Facebook and Twitter and what have you. Yeah. So there's...
0: if you're out of a pumpkin, the next best thing.
3: Yeah, pretty much. And you can do it anywhere. You don't have to, you know, set up the kitchen and no mess to clean up after. This
0: would have been good. We had a a pumpkin carving contest at the office. Yeah. Yesterday. So I could have saved a bunch of money and just told people to carve it on an app. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how popular I would be. And uh, who is this available for?
3: Uh, While well, this app called Carve a Pumpkin is available on iOS for free, there is an Android equivalent. It's called Halloween Pumpkin Carver and it's free as well.
0: Very, very cool. Yeah. Thanks uh, again, Christina. Thank you. Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. Don't forget, we have our uh, weekly contest giving away a PlayStation 4 game. If you've got a PlayStation 4, you'll want to enter this Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection. It's uh, available uh, in stores uh, now, and it's uh, I think a pretty good value. You get a, a few games uh, in one. They're all uh, remastered in beautiful high definition, and uh, you can play to your uh, your heart's uh, content. And I see uh, AJ; he's working the periscope camera right now. And I could get him back in the chair here. <laughs> to, to, to chat. I thought
1: I'd show the periscope viewers all the pumpkins we carved at the office there while we're
0: yeah, pretty cool, right? Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, any big plans for Halloween tonight?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, um, the first. So this is the second Halloween for Emma. So we are going Your daughter. To, yes, my yes. daughter. Yeah. So we're going to at 18 months old. We're gonna stick her in some something that glows and go out door to door.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna crush my daughter's dreams about going out by herself with <laughs> her friends and causing <laughs> havoc and making her stay home and give out candy. So nice, dad of the year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also want to thank uh, all the folks that help uh, put uh, not only our radio show together, but the television show. The TV show, if uh, you haven't checked it out, is awesome. We do it weekly. It's uh, available on a bunch of different channels here in Canada uh, BNN, the Business News Network, uh, nationally. Uh, you can also check it out on City TV on the prairies. And uh, locally here in BC, it's on Check. TV. That's channel six. Uh, we're happy to have them broadcast it as well. Uh, for the visually and hearing impaired, uh, we're on AMI, Accessible Media, mm-hmm. which is very cool. So there's uh, all sorts of descriptive video that uh, accompanies it. So, uh, you know, they can also learn more about it. It was interesting. I actually did a, uh, an interview uh, on uh, one of AMI's shows about the new iPhone 6S yes. uh, with Grant, uh, who is visually impaired. And I was blown away by how well he could use the iPhone, mm-hmm. like how much accessibility iPhones have built into them. And
1: granted, he didn't have any site. No. Not, yeah, no, no site at, at all. Not
0: at all. But uh, because it's all voice prompts uh, you know, when it's activated, he could get through that iPhone faster than I could.
1: Navigating menus. Everything. Yeah.
0: It was like it amazed me. So it's something I actually want to talk more about uh, on upcoming shows. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank uh, AJ, Vickery, for uh, coming in this Halloween Uh, Andy, good luck at home with Halloween and working. And uh, again, thanks for Christine, as always, coming in for App of the Week. We'll see you again next time.